know one thing that uh, my wife Emily talks about a lot that she misses about here is uh, the, the singing and, and the, the specials that go on and I truly, uh, every, every time I come here I've really gotten a blessing from the singing. Um, but uh, we're very thankful to be able to be here. I know last year we weren't able to, to come for Christmas just because of everything going on with COVID and, and the, uh, the, the border closures and things like that. So we're very thankful that we were able to get across this year uh, and spend this time with, 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 uh, with family. Uh, but um, I do have a message um, about Christmas. And Christmas has always been my favorite holiday from the time I was a kid. And honestly, it's just because you get gifts at, at Christmas time, right? So uh, as a child, you know, that's awesome. I love getting gifts, so that automatically made Christmas my, my favorite holiday. I feel like everybody has that one Christmas that's just extra special, that one Christmas that they got their best gift that they, they, they've ever gotten. And I know for me, when I was really little, I, I went through a phase where I was really into rescue heroes. It was this, I don't even know if anybody knows what that is. It was a cartoon show. Used to watch where there was this, like, this team and they would go out and rescue people that were in these dire, uh, you know, like a, like a fire or they were trapped somewhere. They had to get rescued. And that was the show was, was all about. And they had a lot of, you know, some of the action figures and some of their vehicles. Like I had a jet and a helicopter, things like that. But one year my grandma got me this giant aircraft carrier from the rescue heroes. It was like three feet long and it was like their, their, their uh, sea base. So basically if there's any water rescue or anything like that, that was like their main, their main hub. And, you know, that was the best gift I had, I had ever gotten. It was my, my favorite Christmas. But I want to spend some time and I, I won't keep, keep you long. I have to, uh, I have to remind myself that today is also a holiday. I'm used to, you know, in America, you just have Christmas and you're done. But here it's Christmas and Boxing Day, so I promise I won't keep you too long. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about that idea of the greatest gift. And not just the greatest Christmas gift, but what is the greatest gift that you could, that you could get? And if you're saved here today, you probably already know the answer to that. The greatest gift is the gift that the Lord Jesus Christ brought with him. When, when he was born. It was that gift of salvation. It was the reason that he came. And uh, we're going to read a very famous verse in John chapter 3, verse number 16, probably the most famous verse from the scripture. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that God gave us his son. He was a gift to mankind. And he was sent down to heaven to save us from our sins. He came down, he became a man, he lived a sinless and a perfect life, and he died on that cross and shed his precious blood to save us from our sins. Because all of us had that sin problem. Right? The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse number 23, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And none of us could be good enough to get to heaven. All of us have sinned and come short of God's glory. Um, you know, it doesn't matter even if you've sinned one time. Just one sin is all it takes to make you unable to go to heaven. And you needed that blood of Jesus Christ. 
Uh, The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse number 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. And because all of us have sinned, uh, all of us are going to die. But the Bible continues, it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And again, we see that idea of a gift. But with, just like any gift, you have to receive it for it to be any good for you. If you don't receive the gift, right, it's, it's not going to do you any good. If I give somebody something, they have two choices. They can accept it or they can refuse it. And uh, all of us have that choice. Uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse number 6, for when we were without strength... In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And that's all of us. That was all of us that were in our sin. We were part of that group, part of the ungodly. But the Bible says in verse 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So again, Christ died for our sins on that cross. He shed his blood so we might be saved. Further down in chapter number 5, um, it says in verse uh, number 15, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So we see here that just how, just like how through one man sin entered the world, uh, that was through Adam, through his sin, death and, 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 uh, and the punishment of sin passed down to all of us. Just like that, Jesus Christ, he lived a perfect life, And because of him, that free gift is available to all mankind. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9, it says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then verse number 13, the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And all you have to do to accept that gift is to call upon the name of the Lord, and he will save you from your sins. And that really is the greatest gift that we could ever receive. It's not, you know, any amount of money. It's not, you know, a dream vacation or something like that. The best gift we could ever receive is to accept that gift of eternal life that Jesus Christ brought. And I was saved when I was eight years old, and for a while, I kind of wrestled with that. I grew up in church, so I knew the gospel from as far back as when I could, you know, as far back as I was born, really. I was going to church. I was learning about the, 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 the things of God, the things of the Bible. 
But for a while, I kind of wrestled with that. I thought, you know, I hadn't really been that bad of a person. Would God really send me to hell? Did I really need to be saved from my sin? But the the Bible says in James chapter, I think it's in James chapter 1, the Bible says that if a man keeps the whole law, yet offends in one point, he is guilty of all. And again, even if you've just committed one sin, the Bible says you're guilty and you need that, that gift. So first of all, that gift gives us salvation. And I got saved when I was eight years old and many here today have already received that gift. And I'm very thankful that the gift just doesn't stop there. Uh, you know, this next summer, it'll be 20 years since I've been saved. And every year that I've been saved, God just shows me more and more about his goodness and his love to me. And you can never really unwrap that gift of God. You can never completely get to the bottom of it. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved or how long you've been in church, how long you've been reading the Bible, there's always more. And I'm very thankful for that. We can never, we will never be able to fully unwrap that gift. And one of the additional things that comes with that gift is is not only salvation, but the Bible also says that Jesus Christ brings peace. First of all, when we get saved, we get peace with God, right? The Bible says that when we were lost, we were enemies with God. And when we get saved, there is peace with God. But we also got that peace of God. So the Bible says, if you turn over in uh, Philippians chapter number 4, The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that peace results, first off, knowing that God has forgiven us from our sins, knowing that we are forgiven and that we have a home in heaven. But we can have that peace even through the toughest of circumstances. And I was trying to think of a good example of that. Um, I know I've, the first time I was here was a while ago now, but I talked a little bit about my story. Uh, but there was, uh, you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was 13. So I've had several surgeries uh, due, due to just having that, that, uh, that problem. Um, and last year, I had a surgery done, and um, I was supposed to be recovering from the surgery, so I was still in the hospital, uh, but I kept having this pain in my right side. And you know, I was telling the doctors, like, you know, I, there's something wrong, something's going on, like, I, I, I feel this bad pain. I remember the nurse coming in, I was complaining about the pain, asking for more pain meds. And she's told me, she's, she says, we've given you enough pain meds that you should be knocked out. So I don't, you shouldn't be having any pain. So they knew something was wrong. They did a scan, and they found out that when they did the surgery in my abdomen, that they had nicked um, part of the line that goes from my kidney to my bladder. They had cut that bit. 
They had to go back in, and they had to fix that part. And, you know, that was a really, really tough time. My wife was there, and, you know, it was a very, very difficult time. But even through difficult times, God gives peace. And I'm so thankful for that. And I remember there was this one nurse, her name was Sarah, who, um, you know, was taking care of me um, three days out odd, odd, odd of the week. So I'd see her quite, quite often. But uh, I remember her saying, you know, that even though all this difficulty has happened, that, you know, you're, you're still, you still seem happy and you still are making jokes and things like that. And not to brag on myself, but... You know, even during a difficult time, you can still have that peace of God. And that is something that I don't know how the world gets through without having Christ. And uh, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for Christ. You know, going through that and not having that peace of God, I don't know where I, what I would have done, what kind of attitude I would have had. The only reason I was able to get through that is through you know that that grace and the peace of 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 God that yeah, he that he was was um, yeah he was able to get me through that, um, but yet yeah, that peace it, it it's with us even when life doesn't go the way that 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 we've planned. But not only peace, the Bible also talks about Christ bringing joy. And if we go back to Romans chapter five and verse number eleven. Uh, we'll start in verse number 10. Uh, the Bible says, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being rec- reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have, we have now received the atonement. So God... He saves us, but the Bible says not only so, but we also joy in God. So with that comes that joy. And to me, the way way I've often tried to make sense of it is that peace comes, is more of an inward thing. That peace is that inward knowledge that knows that I am forgiven. Ultimately, I am going to heaven, that God has saved me. And then that joy is that outward expression of that inward knowledge that, that I have. And it's very, very difficult, especially for me, to have the joy on the outside if inside I'm, 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 I'm struggling. I can kind of fake it for a little while, but to have that true joy, right, it stems from that inward peace. And Christ brings that to us. That's part of the gift of Christ is that he brings us that peace and he gives us that joy. And a good example that I can think of for that is Paul when he was in prison. Uh, you know, the Bible says that even though he was in prison, he was singing uh, songs and that the other prisoners were able to hear him. That even though he was in one of the worst places he could have been, he still had that outward expression. He still had that, that joy that he was showing, even during a tough, a very, very difficult time. But not only does Christ bring us peace, he brings us joy, but lastly, the Bible says that he brings us hope. So if we go over to Romans chapter 15, 
in verse number 13, Romans 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And here we see that idea of the joy and the peace, but not only that, we see that hope. And the Bible says that it's through the power of the Holy Ghost. And we, when we are saved, the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. And that, whole, that Holy Spirit gives us that hope. You know, and I was thinking recently, you know, how over the years Christmas changes. You know, when you're a kid, there's not much to really worry about. You pretty much, you know, just your parents just give you a ride to wherever you need to go, and then that's it. You know, this is the first Christmas where I've had to go to my dad's, and we had to drive over here to be with, you know, with, with, with family here in Canada. You know, it gets a lot crazier when, when you know, you've, you've got a lot more things going on. But it's, it's kind of funny to me how, how the Christmas changes as, as you get older. And, you know, some of it's happy. Some of it, you know, you might have uh, a new member of the family that's celebrating their first Christmas. You know, there might be uh, a, 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 a new baby or something like that, and this is their first Christmas, and it's a, it's a time of joy. But then there's the other side of it where maybe there's somebody that's not there for Christmas. And, you know, um, this Christmas was actually the ninth Christmas that we had where my mother was not there. She passed away from cancer in 2012. Um, But even though she's not here, I have that hope that I will see her again. And it's not just a wish. You know, oftentimes I feel like we use hope in a way that is just a wish. Like I, I hope I'll get this gift for Christmas or hope this will happen. And it's just, it's just a, a wish. But I feel like hope goes deeper than that. Hope is a confidence in the promises of God. And it's based upon the word of God. It's not based upon anything that, that, that I, I can promise. It's based on God's promises. And I looked up that word hope in uh, Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. And one of the, one of the points that it said about hope was that Hope that has a biblical foundation is the source of ineffable happiness. And oftentimes when I look something up in Noah Webster's dictionary, there's a word that's in the definition that I don't know the meaning to that word. So I end up having to look that up to understand the, you know, the definition of the first word that I looked up. I didn't know what that word ineffable meant. It said that it's the source of ineffable happiness. So I looked that up. And basically, that word just means that you can't put it into words. So it's, it's basically that hope that has a biblical foundation is the source of unspeakable happiness. It's basically, it's basically what one of the definitions is. I feel like that's, that's a, good, a good definition for it. That it's not just a wish. It's not just, you know, I hope it'll happen. It's a confidence in the promises of God, and it's based off of uh, a biblical source. Um, and even though the world might not understand, you know, how you can get through a difficult circumstance, 
you know, that hope and that joy and that peace, it comes from Christ. And I'm so thankful that when I got saved, that wasn't the end of that gift. That, like I said earlier, that I've never been able to unwrap that, that gift of God. But if you're here today and you are saved, um, I just want to ask you one question uh, uh, before we close. But if you're saved, are you telling other people about that gift that you have received, about that gift of salvation? Or, or are you showing people the, the peace and the joy and the hope that Christ gives to us? And I remember when I was you know, just four or five years old, and I got that, that aircraft carrier, that Rescue Heroes aircraft carrier that I had wanted so bad, and my grandma finally got it for me. You know, I couldn't wait to tell my friends about it because I was so excited about it. It was the best thing I've ever gotten. And when we receive a gift, we should want to tell other people about it. And we've received the greatest gift, We've received that gift that comes from heaven, that gift of salvation. And that should make us not be able to not tell other people about it. Um, so if you are saved, are you telling other people about that gift that you have, that you have gotten, that, that you have received? And then lastly, if, if you're here today and you have not received that gift, you know, I... I'm not going to assume that everybody here is saved, but if you're here today and maybe you've been coming here for a long time, uh, you know, don't leave here today without getting that 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 thing settled. Um, you know, it's 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 not about you know how much money's in your bank account. It's not about how long you've been going to church. It's not about whether you've done more good than bad. It's all about if you have that blood applied to your account, if you have that free gift. And the Bible tells us that that, that that sin is paid for. It's settled. God settled it on that cross. Uh, when, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he, he settled that thing. And that gift is available to you. All you have to do is accept it. So I'll pray and then turn it over to Pastor. Dearly Father, thank you, Lord, again, just for giving me this opportunity just to speak tonight. I ask, Lord, that Something I said would have been a help and encouragement to the people here. Lord, we just want to thank you just for giving us that gift, Lord, the greatest gift, your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for not only the salvation, but the peace and the joy and the hope that we have through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.